0: To removing the cape the place where perfectionists remove our superhero cake and discuss what it's like to wear our various titles hats and masks we can pick them up at the end of the show but for now let's all relax time to get into the show Hey, superheroes, welcome back to our show. This week, I want to get into a topic that may have you thinking a little bit, but I want to start it with the story. A few weeks ago, I became curious about the dishwasher. I know some of you are probably thinking, what do you mean curious? How it works? The origin of it? No, no, no. I promise it's nothing deep at all. Like I'm not sitting here thinking, you know, how does it work? Or it's not some deep metaphor for something. I legit started becoming curious about using it. See, I was raised in a hand-washing household, so I never used one. My mom made sure my siblings and I had cleaned the kitchen as one of our chores, and we took turns on washing the dishes. The dishwasher was nothing more than a dish rack that was there for you to place the clean dish, clean dishes in so they could dry. Now, I know some of you can relate and were probably raised in a similar household. Don't leave me out there by myself. I'm sure I have somebody that gets it. Like, yep, yep, that dishwasher is truly a dish rack. Okay. Now, so... I had no experience with it, and I became, like I said, I became curious, and I thought to myself, as I was cleaning the kitchen and using it as a dish rack, I said to myself, I was like, why don't I use this thing? And instantly, my mind said, it doesn't work. It barely cleans dishes. You might as well wash them by hand. You don't know how this thing works. All the blah, 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 blah came in my head. And I started to question myself about these statements. I said, where did it come from? Because I had no experience with the dishwasher. But here I was answering my own questions about it with statements that had no firsthand experience about them. None. I was making a strong statement about it. And I had a subsequent action. Now, let's pause right there for a minute. Now, this is where, where I'm about to get deep, okay? <laughs> because isn't it interesting how often we take statements or the word of someone else, whether it's a friend, family member, media, or culture, and make a decision based on strictly that? Yes, sometimes that's called wisdom, but discretion is necessary in those moments. Now, I don't have to be burned by a fire to know that it could burn me. There's enough evidence for that, and wisdom tells me to respond appropriately. That's how you properly take those types of statements and apply them correctly with a subsequent action. However, judging a person based on their ethnicity, gender, race, sexual orientation, religion, or any other identifying marker and responding to them based on that isn't smart, right? So y'all realize I was prejudging the dishwasher. Like I was, and it was possible that I was making a decision based on an outdated judgment. Now I'm talking about me doing something that I was told in my childhood, we don't do learning in childhood that dishwashers don't clean well. And that was a statement that was passed down to my mother based on information she was given because I'm pretty sure my mom's never used a dishwasher. So here we are passing down information that's generations old and I was using it in 2021 and it's probably based on one of the early models of the dishwasher. Now, when dishwasher come out, I don't know. I mean, I can ask Siri, when was the dishwasher invented? The answer I found is 1850. Girl, Siri said 1850, but is that true? Okay, I don't have time for a deep dive, but y'all just heard her. Because now my mind is going crazy. 1850. Okay, nope, nope. We will not go there. We will not. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. And also, I do that like randomly throughout the day. I will just ask Siri on my watch, like, what is this? What time is this? When is that? Yeah, Siri is my little assistant. That's what she's there for. Okay, so. Let's say 1850, because that's what Siri said. Seriously, in 2021, I am taking statements from literally generations that was passed on based on early models, which probably did not clean dishes well. Yes, I can. The first several, they probably, they probably didn't clean dishes well for probably about a hundred years, if I had to guess and judge. Probably. But in 2021, I'm still acting on that. Ooh, raggedy. Now, some of my inter- international listeners or even my non-Black listeners may not be able to identify with this assumption about the dishwasher, but I'm letting you see behind the curtain a bit today. We've been taught, um, and I say we, like as Black Americans, we've been taught not to use the dishwasher. And that's something that is probably one of those, like, really just a cultural thing that we just pass down. And I didn't realize, I was like, man, that's like a a cultural, it's a cultural norm, but then it becomes a shackle because we make our decisions and our actions based on that because it's like, oh no, we do this, we don't do that. And... I decided to break that shackle, so I cleaned the dishwasher out and then I purchased the actual cleaning products you know the pods and things that go in there. I ran a cycle in the dishwasher without dishes, but just so that the cleaner um could go because I wanted to make sure it even worked. I had never used this we've lived in our town home for four years, and I've never used this dishwasher so I don't even know if it works. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, let's make sure this thing even operates correctly, that it's not going to flood the floor. Like, let's just do a test run. So I did all of that. I was like, okay. Like I cleaned it out. I felt comfortable about it. It ran an empty load, just fine. No issues. I said, okay, let's do it. So now it's time to load the dishwasher. I rinsed the dishes. I loaded it. Did all the settings. I was so nervous, y'all. I was checking um, each dish as I loaded it in there to make sure his dishwasher is safe because those labels never mattered to me before, but now they did. I'm like, oh, I don't want any of my you know glasses or mugs or you know, dishes. I want a thing to melt, I want a thing to break, I want a thing to blow I'm just like overthinking it, but also being extremely. Cautious at the same time. So every little thing I'm looking at, I'm like, okay, okay. Dishwasher safe. Dishwasher safe. And majority of the items were dishwasher safe. So I was like, okay, cool. Got it. Ran the load and it made all this little, you know, noise or whatever. And then after a while it got pretty quiet because, you know, it guess it didn't need to make as much noise. And, um, then it stopped. I heard the a click for it stop. I said, okay. I opened it. And to my surprise, those dishes were so clean. I mean, the glasses, the plates, everything. I was excited, y'all. The first week I used it, I kept saying, oh my gosh, I love this thing. <laughs> my husband was probably sick of hearing me say that every time I used it, but I was hyped. And I felt free because instead of spending, you know, my evenings, especially after I cook, like washing so many dishes, I was able to just load the dishwasher and be done. And then my kitchen was always clean. I just, I felt good. I felt free. And I decided, I said, this this is, this is good. I feel like I'm, you know, free from a little cultural shackle. And I decided not only that this was a topic that I wanted to discuss with you all, and I even posted it on social media to see what other cultural shackles others have been freed from. And the comments range from a lot of different things. So um, it led me to share a few others that not only I have experienced, but then I also, as I'm sharing them, I'll share a little bit about some of the comments and feedback. So Of course, there were a lot of people in my original comment, I shared, um, a shortened version of, you know, not even a version. I just kind of mentioned using the dishwasher and a lot of people were able to, um, identify with that. They were, you know, there were comments like, yeah, I've started using mine as well. I love it. And I don't know why that was a thing for us, but I've been using it since I moved out on my own and I use mine every night. That was definitely a thing that a lot of people identified with. Um, one of the things that I can proudly say, and this is not just a black thing, but this is really, I think, a southern thing as well. And if anybody emails me, writes me on social media or anything about this, um, I'm gonna just roll my eyes. <laughs> Cause I don't care. Listen, I don't like watermelon, and I don't, I don't care who feels a way about it. Yes, I am a southern. Girl, I was born and raised in the the South, but I do not like watermelon. Why? Because it tastes like nothing to me. The flavor tastes watered down and the texture is weird. My nickname for it is fluffy water because I don't understand it. The best way I can describe watermelon... And I know this is dramatic, but it's okay. Sometimes I can be a little dramatic, and you know um, that that's just who I am. But th- this, every time I tell someone who likes watermelon this <laughs> this description, they really they can't stand me for it because I think it's because it's true. But then I've had something like, "Well, that's what makes it good." No. So here's my description for watermelon. Have you ever made like a glass of or a cup of your favorite juice? Uh, Whatever juice it is, just glass of your favorite juice. You know, whether you're a child, you were a child and it was Kool-Aid or, you know, your favorite fruit juice, fruit punch, whatever it is, any kind of juice you like. And you filled it up with ice because it needs to be real cold. It wasn't as cold as you like. So, you know, you put some ice in it. And then you went and did something like, you know, you got a phone call or you went to go clean your room or whatever it was. You got distracted and you left your cup of juice there and the ice melted. So and and not just kind of melted. It melted all the way. So then you come back to your cup or glass of juice with this melted ice and you don't stir it to blend said former ice, which is now water. No, you just immediately start drinking and it's totally watered down and you are disgusted because it doesn't taste right. That's watermelon. Not just a little bit of ice. It had to be a whole lot of ice. That's watermelon. That is disgusting. Who wants to eat that? And then the texture? No. No, no, no. We're not doing that. So, watermelon is a no for me. I understand the thing. Everybody. I, I don't like it. Um, and you matter of fact, you can pack up all the melons with watermelon. No melons. me. Okay? Okay. Next. Cultural shackle that a lot of people talked about. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Not being able to play spades. Now this one, I know this one cuts, this one cuts deep and this one, you know, sometimes gets people to start fighting and it's real, but listen, listen. We have to accept people that can't play spades. And I I am biased when I say this because yes I can play, but I am not a serious player. I'm not one of them that's going to talk trash and I'm not fighting you. Most of the time I'm not even sitting at the spades table. I'm going to play bartender. I'm going to I'm going to do everything else to make sure the party keeps going because I don't want to fight y'all. Like, and I'm not an expert player. So, I can play, but I'm not you know, I, I'm not one of those people that has the great memory memory when playing the game and I know what has already been played. Uh-uh. You are going to get mad at me and I I don't I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. Um but I enjoy watching it. It's fun. But can we add Uno to the games we play? No. No. No, You know what? It's too soon. I've already just asked that we accept people who are not Spades players, so I'll ask about adding Uno at a future date. But that was one that came up a lot with, you know, Spades. And you know, it's just... (sighs) We need to play other games, okay? Um, Another one was not being a braider. And a lot of people, a couple of people commented about that. And I've heard that one before. And I'm also not a braider. Um, I can do single strands, but not really with the weave. And then cornrows, oh no, count me out. I'm not your girl. I, mm mm-mm. Mm-mm. I can twist natural hair, you know, gang, I can, you know, twist all day, two and three strand, but cornrows, I can do them, but they will be ugly. Okay. Uh, raise your hand if that's you, if that, if that's you. Um, and that's for anybody, black, white, whatever, but mostly black girls, we are expected to be able to braid. Um, and I can't. Okay. Okay. Um, and this one, I think a lot of women of any race can identify with this one is the having to do with all expectation. Um, This is a cultural shackle that a lot of us have, have found ourselves in where it's like, I have to make sure it's all done and I have to be great at everything, be great in my career, be great in my, I have to be great in my family, I have to be great you know, in the bed. I have to be uh, the best at everything. And I'm not saying be horrible at those things, but you have to, you know, make sure that your career, you are the highest position held, but then also you're the most amazing person and everything in your life is running on 10 at the exact same time, which is not possible. And I remember getting some amazing advice as a newlywed that I'll pass on to you all. I can't remember if I said it on the show before or not, but I received some amazing advice from um, an older woman. I was just talking to her, you know, just gaining wisdom on um, being married. You know, I was a newlywed. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I'm seeking, um, you know, good counsel and just really want um, to um, try to, You know, be be a good wife. And I have since then, you know, tried to maintain relationships with people that give me that good wisdom and advice because, um, you know, we can always learn from other people. And this advice I received has always stuck with me. She said, you know, because I shared with her, I said, one of the things that I'm kind of nervous about just being fully transparent is Being able to manage it all, like, you know, managing work on 10 and doing, you know, everything at home and just being like a great wife and not letting things fall by the wayside. And she told me, she said, you know, you don't have to do it all. Sometimes you just got to facilitate getting it done, but that doesn't mean you have to do it. And she broke it down by saying, Whether that's hiring help, whether that's asking your spouse for help, but you're facilitating how things get done and when they get done, but you're not the one that's doing it. And that really was a spark for me because, you know, it was the expectation and not the expectation from my husband, but the cultural expectation that you know, as a wife, you take care of your career, but you take care of your husband. You cook every night, you clean everything, you do all the laundry, you take care of, you know, all of the groceries, all the household goods. And then you also have time to work out five times a week. And you just are taking, oh my gosh, if you have kids and take care, fulfilling all of the kids needs, just everything you're managing it all at 10. But then she made me realize like, that's not realistic. Just facilitate it. So, hire help where you need to, and then facilitate it with including your spouse, but kind of making the plan. I'm like, oh my gosh, it makes sense. That I would pass on to anyone who feels that way. And um, no disrespect to the male uh, listeners, because, you know, it's not that I am discounting your experience, but um, I cannot speak so confidently to your experience as a man as since simply because I am a woman. But I would encourage all of my listeners who are women to definitely let go of that shackle. We don't have to do it all. You don't you don't. And if anyone is making you feel like you have to do it all, re-examine that relationship with that person, no matter who they are, have a conversation with them because that is so draining that can be damaging to our mental health. Um, and then our physical health in turn, you don't have to do it all. And that leads right into another, another, um, topic that I want another um, comment that came up where uh, one of the commenters on my social media was talking about uh, just kind of the same thing. And she mentioned how she has hired a housekeeper and it's one of the best things ever for her. And it was so great to see that comment from her because it's definitely something I, I have on my list. Like right now I can manage, you know, well, not I, I will not sit here and claim I. My husband and I manage, you know, cleaning the house and keeping it up because that's something that we definitely do together. But I have said before, I plan on hiring a housekeeper. When we get to the point where either our schedules can't manage or we move into a larger space and it's just more challenging for the two of us, yes, I will hire an occasional or whatever fulfills our needs housekeeper to make sure that that is taken care of without having the stress of it all. Whatever works for us and keeps us at peace is cool. I've just, this entire topic and thought is just made me realize how many things that we have as cultural norms that become then cultural shackles and we live our entire lives by them, but they're based on things that do not even match up with the life we currently live. And when you think about it, that is crazy. Because even looking at it from a broader perspective, as an American, it's super normal to have coffee on the go. I mean, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, so many coffee shops have drive throughs because the expectation is you have coffee on the go. Most people have coffee on the go, whether you're making it at home and have your to-go thermos or coffee mug and your travel mug, or you're getting it out, you have it on the go, but that's an American norm. Most international, especially places where coffee is huge, That is not the experience when it comes to consuming coffee. You're either drinking it at home and enjoying it, or you're going to a cafe where you sit and experience it and you're sitting down and enjoying the coffee. You're not getting it to go. You don't even have to go cups. You sit and drink the coffee. That's the norm. But here, our cultural norm is coffee is something that helps us keep going. Like it helps us keep moving. It, You know, it's something we like to drink, but we need it to go. And in a lot of international places, most, not a lot, in most international places, you sit and experience it. And they look at us like, oh, gosh, that is weird. That's not how we do it. That is not how the coffee should be consumed. Now, imagine if you decided to tell Americans that we can't have our coffee on the go. And I say our because I am an avid coffee drinker. And that would be a challenge for me. Now, I do love hanging out in coffee shops, but there are times that I just need it on the go. Like if I'm going on a road trip or I just, I don't want to sit and hang out, of course, COVID has been challenging a lot of places. You can't sit in um, you know, for the last like year and a half or so, though some are opening up, but it's that would be challenging. We can't get it on the go. In order to drink coffee, you have to sit. But that's the difference. And I bring that up because I want us to kind of look at. Things that we do, and really ask ourselves a deeper question of okay, why do I do it this way? Is that just because it's the way it's always been done? Could your life be benefited from doing something a little different? I know my life is so much better (laughs) simply because I have started to use the dishwasher, it has saved me time. My evening time is more about hanging out with my husband un- in an undistracted manner. I feel like peace because my kitchen is clean more often and not, okay, it's dishes in the kitchen. I need to go clean them. Like the cleaning, the kitchen process is so much quicker now. Like, yeah, I still have a couple of dishes that I have to wash, but it's so much easier. Doesn't take as much time. I challenge you, what's one or two things that you've been taught to just passed down in your family that we don't do this or we do this? Whether it's something that you do as a culture or we just do as Americans, try to think of something differently. And I challenge you, what's something you can break a cultural shackle? Try it out. Let me know how it works for you. I really really want to hear from you. You can email me at hello at removingthecape.com or you can hit me up on social media. I really want to know. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show and tune in again next week. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Share with a friend or family member and follow us on social media at Removing the Cape. Check out our website at www.removingthecate.com. Whatever superhero cape you have to pick up and wear today, I hope it's a bit lighter and your smile's a little brighter. See you next week.